0: So um, last time I was up here, I think I got a bit carried away in general, and I talked about a few more things than I intended to, so this time I'm going to keep it a bit more straightforward. Um, I don't know how many of you have seen the movie For the Hunger Games, but I'm pretty sure most people have because it's pretty popular. Um But um, I'd I'd seen the movie uh, some time ago and just a few weeks ago we had to read it in English so that we could write a feature article about issues discussed in it. Um, But reading the book, having seen the first two movies, I knew that there was going to be a big rebellion towards the end of the book. So I was picking up as I was reading in general, uh, just a lot of those little hints like the fact that Katniss and Peter are holding hands at the opening ceremony is a touch rebellious, uh, which for the first-time reader wouldn't seem like much. And I hate reading books twice, so I would never have picked up on it Uh, anyway. Uh, So for me, that, that issue of rebellion was really highlighted and... I personally enjoy that rebellion theme, not just in The Hunger Games, but in general. And I like conspiracies as well, (laughs) so... uh, I think it would be cool if everyone got fed up with the Australian government and decided that we should have some sort of civil war. (laughs) And then I could be on the good side, and it'd be fun. Uh, But The Hunger Games isn't the only sort of movie or popular media that talks a bit about what I'm talking about tonight. Um, The Matrix is another one. And normally with a lot of movies you can sort of pick out a sort of Christianity sort of theme. Like in Narnia it's pretty obvious because Aslan the Lion is Jesus or whatever. Um, and all of that and in maybe in Star Wars you've got good versus evil and planets are under oppression it's like people are Christians or not Um, but in the Matrix it's a little deeper than that uh, because you've got all the people who are trapped inside the Matrix they're like people who don't know God and then there are all those people who are living outside of the Matrix who are sort of Christians um, and there's this guy, Morpheus, who knows that there's a prophecy for someone to come and save all of the people from inside the Matrix. Um, and so the movies talk about uh, Neo, the chosen one, who ends up going and saving everyone. Uh, but I wanted to have some YouTube clips to highlight some of these th- the important moments from the movies. Uh but I couldn't find any any of them that sort of sums up everything that I want to say. Uh, but I think I'll be fine without it. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna act it out. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> um in general, I know that in the world today, there are a lot of things that could be better. And there are lots of people who are either unhappy about it, like in the Hunger Games, the people in the lower districts who struggle so much in life. Um, and then, like in the Matrix, there are people who don't even know that they're under oppression. Uh For the Hunger Games, it relates to people in third world countries who have no choice but to shovel rocks around in their childhood to earn a living for their family. And for The Matrix, you have a lot of people in this country and others that have lots of money where there's an environment with so many options where you can do anything you want for a career. Uh, but there are things that just hold you back. Uh, Something that's been really frustrating me at school recently is seeing a lot of the not-so-well-behaved kids getting in trouble. I know it sounds weird, uh, but most of the time at school, the people who have trouble behaving have trouble doing life at home. Uh, Most people know this, but... When someone misbehaves because of those circumstances at school, if it's because they're smoking uh, over the other side of the underpass or they're doing drugs on a Friday night, that's all that they have. But at school, they get pushed to other schools because they're not conforming to the right behaviour system. Uh, The people who behave well get the rewards, all of the certificates to say good work. But people in the worst circumstances don't have opportunities to go there because no one's there to help them. Um, I think that these people, the ones who have hard situations at life, when they become Christians, they're... They're the most audacious ones. They're the ones who are prepared to do anything to show to show other people the love of God. Um, I know a few of those those people, but it's really amazing to see one of those people come to know the Lord. Uh, Dad was telling me just recently the way he was teaching a sports class um, on Thursdays in fourth periods. Uh, he in the, he talked to the teachers that had taken the class before him and there were two or three kids who had never ever across the entire year played a game of sport uh, and all that dad had to do was join in the game, make it look fun and before long, after two or three weeks every single person in that class was playing along in the sport And it's not because dad had to tell them that they were doing the wrong thing. He just had to make it look fun. But that's an example of, you know, people who... They just don't know any better until they've actually tried it sometimes. And they need someone to show them how to get to somewhere where it's good. Um, Recently at Youth we watched a movie called The Holy Ghost. Uh, the one by Darren Wilson is just putting out soon and I recommend you watch it because it's really amazing um, there's a bit in the movie where some guys from America uh, go to India n- near where they've got this temple I think it's the Shiva temple and it's on the riverbank, and it's a very sacred place to the Hindus. Yep. Uh, And they're walking around this place nearby the temple, and they're playing songs of worship. And it's really significant because other Christians that are living in the area have to carry these little passes on them so that they don't get mugged when they're just praying silently across the streets. Uh, But these guys playing the music are just strolling through the streets, uh, singing their hearts out, and there are all these children and people of all ages just following them around, even though they might not know the words that are being sung. They can feel that there's something going on with those people, the fact that they're Christians and just the love that's going on with God. Uh, Later on in the movie, in that section of it, uh, they get in a bad situation, but that's not the point. Uh, There's something profound about the fact that Christians can walk straight into such an anti-Christian environment and proclaim the love of God without getting in trouble. There's something really powerful about that because it means that those people there who are the Hindus know that there's something missing from their lives, um, even if they haven't before, Um, even if they don't know anymore since it's been. They saw in those people that something was missing. Um, At the end of the movie, they had a teaser for part two since... The guy who was filming had too much to put into 90 minutes because he found a lot of cool stuff. Um, But he's with Todd White and they've gone to Rome where all these people are having a riot sort of thing. They're marching the streets with all these banners arguing about something, I can't remember what. Uh, But Todd White grabs someone's megaphone Or he asked for it, but, (laughs) and then he uses it to just shout, Jesus, Jesus, and like gets a bit of a rhythm going. And eventually, uh, other people start joining in, obviously, other Christians, um, who suddenly forget about what they're supposed to be caring about in the moment and join on the Jesus thing. Um, It's an example of Christians who are dormant in their environment, uh, suddenly coming to life and proclaiming what they know is true. Um, So, so far, I've kind of brushed over a lot of examples of things. And it probably doesn't really link together very well. Um... What I'm getting towards is I feel that there's a time coming, probably within my lifetime, where there's going to be a massive revival of the kingdom of God so that everyone has an opportunity to know who God is. And I mean, like, everyone. Uh, Like, there's that passage in the Bible where... (laughs) It talks about in the future, there's going to be a time where all the animals lie together peacefully, like there's lions and little bunnies right next to each other, and no one's eating anything else. Um, even if it doesn't mean that the anim- like actual animals are going to be doing that, it could even just be a metaphor for the fact that maybe Muslims and Christians can get along and have a good time, and there was, I don't know if you felt it, but there was a good sense of peace in that last song that we sung. Not just because it was a slow and bare song, but because there was just no tension. It's the sort of world that I think everyone dreams of, and In The Hunger Games, there's the capital, which is supposed to be the world that everyone dreams of. But it's not very peaceful, because they have to oppress a lot of people. And there's a lot of hectic life that goes on inside there. And in The Matrix, I can't remember whether it's in the first or the second movie, but the creator of The Matrix has to admit that when he tried to make a perfect world for everyone to live in, it didn't work because people couldn't have all the right things. Which tells me that no man can create a perfect world. And it's going to be, if there's going to be an uprising where there becomes a peaceful world, it won't just be that all the countries uh, have this big treaty there's going to be something of God that happens. When I read all of those passages at the end of the Bible where it talks about the times to come where it's going to be good, I think for a good deal of my life I've just come to accept the fact that, well, when Jesus comes, he's just going to make it all happen. But I think that somewhere along the line we have to make a way for him that's beyond just... We've got a church planted in every country. (laughs) There's got to be something like what I'm talking about, where all the people of the world know who Jesus is, whether they've had a choice to reject him. Like, they need to have had a choice to say, yes, I want Jesus, or no, this guy who loves me isn't what I want. And so far... Right now in the world, I think, at least 50% haven't had that opportunity. Like you see people go to Asia, maybe, and... Now, I'll use the example from before, where this guy from America shows these people in India who have never seen anything of Christianity. Um, All they know is that their Bible says that it's bad. Um, And they feel that there's something right there. They get a choice then to decide whether it's good or bad. And a majority of the people there said, obviously thought it was good because they were following them around. Um, Now I'm sure that there's been plenty of revivals in the past 2,000 years since Jesus uh, did his time. I I don't know. (laughs) since he since he left uh, because in my picturing of what it would have looked like when Jesus was around, everyone would have heard about this guy who'd actually risen from the dead, and people would have had proof even if they couldn't take pictures I'm sure they they had some guys who Uh, did their paintings of things, and I don't know. Everyone would have known, um, and everyone would have believed that Jesus is the light of the world, I suppose. Um, At least everyone for most of the world. Um, And so maybe every 100 to 200 years, something might happen where all the Christians rise up and Something cool happens, but over time it dies away, like today we see hardly hardly any Christians around us that are doing very much at least in the environment i'm in at school, I see hardly any Christian moral values um, being talked about, and the Christians that I do know i've had to ask. I've had to talk about Christian stuff for them to for me to find out that they are Christians. They're hiding away. Uh, but history disappears, I suppose. So all of those places in the past where cool things have happened, no one it doesn't seem like a thing that people would write about in history books uh, for you to for you to learn about in SOS or whatever at school. Um, I feel like I haven't talked about what I want to talk about. But I think I have. (laughs) Because I really want us all together to rise up a bit like Katniss does in The Hunger Games and the way Morpheus believes so strongly that... Neo is going to be able to save the day even though the people around him say that he's crazy I want us to be more like those people Uh, I think it makes me feel sad at church sometimes where people come up the front for prayer and maybe they're given a really cool weapon in the spirit realm or whatever but like I've got a double-bladed blue lightsaber. That's what I got on last youth camp. But I don't feel like I've had a chance to use it yet. Like, one of our church values is equipping the saints, but it's like equipping warriors without sending them out to do very much. Like, there's what we do in our everyday lives, like, oh, this person's got a broken leg, well, let's pray for it, and then... One person comes, but maybe there'll be effects of that later, but it's not on the sort of scale that I'm thinking where everyone around the world has an opportunity to know who God is. In the Hunger Games, we see a society where there are very few people who truly believe that there is something that can be done. Then Katniss and Peter go around on their train uh, and they read out the cards with what they're supposed to say written by the capital um, in a really negative attitude and it shows everyone who knows that they're upset with what's happening around them that there is something that can be done. So those small few that knows something can be done, grows um, a bit like that, where everyone, let's say I told five people something really cool, and each of those people told another five people that same really cool thing, it wouldn't take long for everyone ever to know what that really cool thing was, if it was cool enough. And I think that we've got something that's really cool. But it's not that easy, I know, because otherwise it would have happened already. Um, There's a lot of tension, even inside the Christian church overall. Like, our values conflict with Baptist values, and we can get into big arguments over the internet whether it's via Facebook messages or just general tension across forums or whatever. But I think we're going to have to unite together in some way. Something's going to have to happen, which is where I can't really talk about I can't really say, everyone go home and do this one thing, for homework, (laughs) because I don't know what it is, but I think that's what I want to do at the end of the thing, as opposed to, let's equip people to go out and do this. Maybe we can have a session where we try and figure out some things that we can do. I don't know. But... I'm really excited, whatever's going to happen, because I'm pretty sure it's going to happen inside my lifetime. I've been getting those sorts of feelings and words from people in general just over the past couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. And I know by reading The Hunger Games, by watching The Matrix, that it's going to be really cool. And I, I know I'm going to have fun, But I don't know about you guys. But I really want us to be able to do something about it. So I think that's where I want to go from here. What's really on my heart right now is all of those people I talked about who have nowhere to go to be better. Because no one's ready to help them. The ones who are just pushed away as soon as they do something wrong, as opposed to being helped with it. Um, I think what the Holy Spirit wants us to do tonight is give us the start of the flame. Um... Something that really touched me, back when Ken Fish first came, when he was praying, um, you could hear from no matter where you were standing in the room, he was shouting out, receive the fire of the Ukraine. What he wants to give us all tonight is something like that it's a really cool something that he wants us to tell everyone and it doesn't matter that there aren't very many of us here because the nature of this flame is that it's going to spread really quickly Um, and when I see this flame in my head it's the only thing I can see because it's right from the very edge of my left eye to the very edge of my right. And when I turn my head, that's still all that I can see. And it's really tall and really fierce, like the white flames. Who wants to receive that flame that I was talking about? Is anybody keen to receive that flame that... But you can hear the passion in his voice. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I'm, I'm thinking right now that um... you've got this thing going on, though. God stirred it up in your heart. Yeah. And I, I think it's for you to give away that flame. Yeah. The flame's on you. Yeah. And um, if you, if you guys want that, come forward, vote, pray for you guys, and give it away. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure as well uh, that this isn't like a, something that's going to heal your body, um, it's more than that. It's something that you have to pass on. And you probably won't be able to help it anyway, but you need to make sure, you need to make sure that you pass it on to anyone, Christian uh, or not Christian, Vinyardian or Baptist or Catholic or whatever, uh, Muslim or Buddhist or anything.